2: Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you when you use code, promo code DNVR, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you for joining us on this lovely Friday. I am Susie Hunter, Christian by Christian Siaz.
0: Happy to be here.
2: I'm so excited and, that and you're here. And matching
0: as well. We
2: didn't do this on Unintentionally, purpose. Unintentionally. Leather jacket Fridays. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> if anyone paid attention to our company-wide slack for leather jackets, you'll know this is the day we're all supposed to wear them. Yep,
0: yep. Everyone else is missing out.
2: Everyone else is missing out. Crazy. We got so much news today. We actually have like two pieces of Rocky news too, which is like... You know, so unexpected. And of course, like, it's the day that Patrick isn't here. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some new additions. The Rockies' 40-man roster is now full.
0: Yeah. That's crazy because, like,
2: a week ago, it was, like, 32 guys. So, so you know, some additions have been made. We're going to talk about the MVPs because we found out about that in the past, uh, like, 24 hours. We're going to talk about the All-Star game. We got Coming some to stuff Texas? to get into, yeah. yeah. A lot um, of good stuff. So much good stuff. Let's start with, you know, the stuff that actually is relevant to the podcast we're supposed to be doing. Some Rockies news. Uh, Brent Suter, who is a reliever from the Brewers, claimed off of waivers. And apparently he's, like, got a personality.
0: Yeah, you, you said he uh, <laughs> he makes some sort of dinosaur noise.
2: Yes, so uh, his, his nickname is The Raptor.
0: Yes, yeah. Because
2: he makes a raptor noise. Interesting. So I'm excited about this. Actually, I don't think anyone's more hyped about this than Patrick. So he's been like freaking out. D- does
0: he do this while he pitches, or is this like a like he does it in the in the locker room in the clubhouse type of thing?
2: I would imagine it's like a clubhouse okay. locker room kind of thing, be kind of weird and intimidating. But like pitchers also do that. I, kind I of was going to say. I mean, I,
0: I've known a lot of pitchers who make a lot of weird sounds when they pitch and. I, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if I've heard someone do like a raptor sound unintentionally. I, I would expect it more for someone like Max Scherzer, though. You know, someone a little weirder. He's crazy. But I don't know. A raptor sound. I, you'll have to get that. First time mm-hmm. you meet him, you'll have to ask him to uh, sample that for you.
2: My first assignment at spring training imposed upon myself will be, okay, I need to hear it. Because I make a pterodactyl noise, which is a totally different <laughs> noise. You guys are going to speak to each other? <laughs> so we're going to talk to each other in dinosaur speak. But okay. yeah, Dinger's going to have a dinosaur buddy.
0: Love that. Yeah. That's always good.
2: Yeah, Kale, can you do a pterodactyl or a raptor noise? Do you have a mic?
0: Wow.
2: He doesn't oh. even have a mic, and well, he's giving us this goal. It was good. That was good. That's rough.
0: You can all imagine it at home. That's rough. It yeah, was you have nice. to
2: imagine. It kind of sounded like. <laughs>
0: I won't even attempt my own Raptor. I have to save that for uh, when I talk to Suter for the first time. We'll, yes, we'll go with that.
2: Yes. Um, uh, but yeah, found some good headlines about, or found some good uh, just like quotes about him from the Milwaukee journey Sentinel. They've written about him a bunch, but apparently Suter is a vo- Speaking of vocal, he's also a very vocal environmental advocate. Uh, oh, he is cool. a three-time nominee for the Roberto Clemente award. Um, and yeah, he's just like a really liked guy. He's got a lot of personality. Apparently he's eccentric. I'm excited. I want to see this energy in, I want to yep. see this weirdness inserted into Colorado.
0: I, I feel like that there's a lot of like kind of underwritten value on people who bring a good personality to a clubhouse. I mean, obviously yeah. you got to be able to play, you got to be able to perform, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, in an in, in environment where you're struggling to find consistent talent, it can be good to bring in some personality, and I think back to uh, the the San Francisco Giants a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when they ended up being having the best record in the history of baseball, kind of out of nowhere. Um, Gabe Kapler ended up kind of crediting that a lot of times to the culture within the clubhouse and how close the guys were and the different personalities and how fun it was to be around those guys. So I don't know, maybe you know there is some value in a guy who has a good personality and can bring some fun to the clubhouse. You never know.
2: I mean, listen, we always love seeing. The guys who were just having a blast and yeah. just like, you know, I, we love bits. I love to see bits in the clubhouse, too. So I hope he, he comes up with more of those.
0: Yeah, it makes your job a lot easier, and too. It, yeah,
2: it gives us stuff to talk about, right? too, especially during, like, the dog days when, like, maybe things aren't going well. Yes. But, okay, another thing that I think is going well this offseason, my favorite reliever, our most presidential reliever, Tyler Kinley. The Rockies announced that they have agreed to a three-year extension with the person who is not descendant of a president but kind of sounds like he could be and kind of pitches like he is uh but yeah so that's going to go from the 2023 to 2025 seasons there's also a club option for the 2026 season but yeah he's been out since july or he's been out was it before july but he's been out since you know this past season he had a surgery in july so uh I mean, apparently he's expected to be sidelined for a whole year with that, so we won't see him for a bit. Yeah, I guess. But yeah,
0: seems like a pretty straightforward deal. Yeah, on their end, nothing too fancy, nothing too unexpected either. It wasn't something that made you freak out when you saw it. It just, you know, it's the deal that they needed to get done to to build this forty-man roster, and they got it done.
2: Uh, Yeah, I saw that, and I was just like, yes, yeah, (laughs) this is a guy that I want to keep around. I hope he's good after a surgery.
0: (laughs) I know. And that is always the biggest question is like, okay, when you come back from injury, there's been a lot of guys who come back and they they're better because you go through this rehab and this training and you kind of focus Mm -hmm. more specifically on it, but there's a lot of guys that fall off the wagon a little bit. And so, you know, that's just kind of a toss of a coin. You hope that you, uh, you get a guy back who's a little bit better, but Mm -hmm. we'll have to find out.
2: Yeah. I mean, Hey, Justin Verlander came back better than ever, literally better than ever. So
0: yeah. And he's, and he's at the latter half of his playing career and, Playing, yeah, a very, very high level baseball. So yeah, you hope that something like that can uh, can translate for a guy like Kinley, but we'll have to see.
2: Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, uh, we're gonna see about some All-Star game news. Speaking of my own personal All-Stars, cause like Tyler Kinley should have been an All-Star if it wasn't for mm-hmm. that surgery or injury, both. Um, uh, the Rangers hosting the All-Star game <laughs> in 2024 we talked to the VP of operations for the Rangers, but you know, first, before we get into that, we got to talk about being a diehard. Things changed over this week here at DNVR.
0: Big news.
2: Big news, diehards. This is a thing. This is the thing you need to be a part of. So listen, watch parties. You get discounts on merch. You get discounts on your bar tab. It's absolutely wild. And if you're not a diehard diehard already, yeah, you're missing out on those price breaks for Broncos tailgates, nuggets, party buses, the annual membership. You're going to get a free shirt every freaking year that you're a member. That's crazy. It's such a good deal. Um, You get extra raffle tickets for watch parties uh, to win even more free gear and all access to the Diehards Only Discord. So listen, if Twitter really does go to hell and it doesn't exist (laughs) anymore, you can still talk to us there. And I can confirm that Elon Musk is banned from our Diehards Only Discord. So you won't have to worry about him being in there. It's a fun time. So that's where you can keep in touch with us at the very least if everything falls apart. But listen, if you're not a diehard yet, don't fret. It is 50 cents for your first month at thednvr.com. And if you love DNVR, you are going to love Game Time. It is the hottest ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, shows, Maybe a Taylor Swift I was concert. Gonna say, maybe they
0: got to get involved in the Taylor Swift thing.
2: Listen, I'm, that's where I'm going to have to get my uh, tickets for Taylor Swift because I certainly <laughs> did not get them in presale along with like thousands of other mm-hmm. sad Swifties like me. But listen, if you've ever dreamed of attending a concert you never thought you could go to or sitting in a seat you never thought you could like the 50 yard line or courtside behind home plate, it's all possible with the game time App. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. And yeah, you can save up to 60% when you wait closer to first pitch with Game Time. So the bottom line: if you love DNVR, you're gonna love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description of this podcast. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best seats to all of your favorite events. And sometimes, Christian, the best seat is at your house. Yes. Only if you have a Vodka TV. It is the, it's the absolute goat in television, the greatest of all TV. You get amped up sports coverage for all Colorado fans. You get that regional content that you're not going to get from other providers. You're going to get Avs, nuggets, DU, CSU, UNC, MSU. And you get the the Serbia documentary that my DNVR Nuggets colleagues put together an absolute masterpiece. But listen, the bottom line, or not the bottom line, but listen, we've got great content on there. You can see us on there. You can actually watch Colorado sports, which you can't do on like a lot of other providers. It's so frustrating. No frustration needed out of Vaca TV. So yeah, we've got a, We've got a Nuggets pregame show tonight too, right, Kale? Yep, six, o'clock. six o'clock. Be there. The Nuggets are playing too early for my liking, and it keeps messing up my Friday schedule. But yeah, it's fine. The Nuggets are fun to watch. They are. They are. They are. are the Nuggets still fun to watch?
0: They're, yeah. They're missing some guys.
2: Tonight's not gonna be. Not gonna be yeah, Luca might uh, as do some fun.
0: damage against them tonight. But you know, once they get everyone back, the core will, will be back and, and better than ever.
2: But yeah, you can see it all on Avaca TV, regardless. <laughs>
0: Hey, it's still fun to watch. I mean, you never know. I always think of it the, like this. Like, if the Nuggets ended up winning tonight, it's even more fun. Yeah. An expected win, all right, whatever. But a win, that, a win that you're not supposed to get is it's the best type of win Listen, right
2: there. I will be here at the bar watching it because it's also FAC. Oh, yeah? Friday Afternoon Club. Do you know about FAC? I, I
0: don't. You guys were talking about it. I thought it was like a... I I thought it was, like, some joke about one of the players or something. Okay. No, Different. no,
2: no. Friday Afternoon Club. So, um, uh, on Fridays, you know, I do my evening Susie show. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. like, is usually right before we have our little happy hour special thing going on at Sweet. the bar. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of roll this into, like, an excuse to having some beers, some Breck brews downstairs.
0: That's a perfect excuse yeah. to do that. Yeah, just roll right out of the show yeah. to the bar.
2: Yeah, and then two yeah. weeks ago, like... We, like, all got way too rowdy.
0: Oh, sounds like a great time. <laughs> it, was,
2: it was a lot of fun, <laughs> but, like, I still haven't recovered. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm in yeah. my 30s, and my hangovers last for months. Yeah, I, I mean, hey,
0: hangover, I mean, I know Kale was coming back from being having a cold. It's just that time of year, all right? It
2: is that time of year. We're all sick, yeah. whether it's virus, Self-indue bacteria, <laughs> yeah, self-inflicted. Yeah. I'm,
0: all good times. I
2: don't know what, what version we're going to get tonight. It'll no. be fun. But listen, okay, we mentioned the Rangers. They are hosting the All-Star Game in 2024. I talked to my good friend, Rob Matwick, who mm. is running stuff over with the Texas Rangers. I love that ballpark. Have you been to that ballpark?
0: I have not. And I was going to ask you, uh, the Rangers is one of the few ballparks I have not been to. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- what are your thoughts on it?
2: I, I've i been saying this ever since I visited this park for the first time last year. I think the new Globe Life is a modern marvel. Really? It absolutely is. It, is. Does this
0: one have a, a dome over or like a roof over it's it? It's a retractable it Retractable? Dome. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought.
2: And so even like, it's so cool because um, there's so much natural light that comes through the top. Yeah. Uh, and the it's not like necessarily like a window on top. It's actually like some kind of inflatable clear bag. So it insulates.
0: Interesting. So it keeps
2: like the cold air in. Like it's like a huh. double walled uh, yeah. tumbler.
0: Yeah. Oh, I would have never. I see. I've yeah. seen pictures of it, but I actually now that you describe that, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I, I think the retractable wall thing in baseball is so cool. I mean, because I grew up with it. With it was Safeco Field now T-Mobile with mm-hmm. the Mariners, um, and like I just always remember like going. My favorite times going to games was when you show up and then the roof is open and mm-hmm. then you get to see it close yeah. over the top of you. So cool getting to see this just huge thing just come right over top.
2: I got to see that when I went to uh, T Mobile and I loved it. The really cool thing about um, the Rangers roof is that like the whole thing basically (laughs) slides over, interesting, and there are these like brick arches that it like slides over on to support it. So it's just like it's real cool, but also the crazy thing so much technology goes into like building you know these big, amazing ballparks, but the bricks. Because of the, just the arch and all, they had to be hand laid.
0: So it's really? like all
2: the technology of the world. Wow. And like, that's just like one thing that like humans are still better Go at. Go back
0: to the Stone Age and yeah. you just have to lay them by you hand. Have to
2: get a mason.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> that would be a cool job.
2: It's so be cool. able to put
0: the bricks out on a professional baseball stadium. And they're
2: just, it's massive too. It's yeah. such a great ballpark. But anyway, we should, we got to listen to what Rob Matwick had to say about it. Kayla, are you ready to roll it? We are. Let's roll it. All right, joining the pod now is the Rangers' executive vice president of business operations, Rob Matt. Correctly, and also congratulations on you got it. <laughs> congratulations on securing an All-Star game at your brand new ballpark. Um, I mean, how are you feeling now that it's it's all out there?
1: <laughs> well, I guess now the work begins, right? So we've been after it here for a couple of years. It's interesting with the ballpark having been scheduled to have opened in 2020. Uh, we actually started to pursue this probably in 18 or 19 while we were still under construction and sort of like so much of the world, COVID sort of, you know, th- threw the plan off track. Uh, but, but we picked it back up and 24 w- was a good year for us. And, and you know, we're really excited that uh, we were able to get the award today, for, or the award for Major League Baseball and move this forward. So it's a great honor uh, to have the greatest players in our game. Uh, descend on Arlington Globe Life Field, uh, July sixteenth, twenty twenty four will be fantastic. So we're going to try to do it uh, Texas size as we always do.
2: Yes. Um. So I know you were involved in the bid process. What went into that that you can tell us about?
1: Well, Major League Baseball has created a, a, a set of specifications for clubs that want to bid on the All Star Game. So it's pretty in- intensive. Uh, a lot of the work that we did more recently with with Major League Baseball was making sure that we could secure the appropriate room block. As you know, with, with players, with fans, with sponsors, broadcasters, all those people that descend on your venues and, and your market uh, for an event like like an all-star game, you know, requires a, a significant commitment from, from the hotel community. And then, you know, baseball was familiar with what we could do in Global A Field because of the World Series here in 2020, the Neutral site World Series. Uh, So there were no concerns about the ballpark generally, but all of the ancillary events events that have developed around the All-Star Game now are what they really needed to come in and take a look at. So uh, our former ballpark, now Choctaw Stadium, we have a new convention center, a new convention hotel being built right now, which will open uh, several months ahead of the All-Star Game. So they wanted to come in and see firsthand uh, how we could activate other areas here in Arlington and then also uh, how we could fill fill out that room block, which we'll do primarily over in Fort Worth.
2: Yeah, that was my next question. You know, you have already hosted, you know, the one of the biggest baseball events that you can have, a World Series, that neutral site World Series in 2020. So, uh, yeah, there's all this other stuff to add on. You've got all of the events. We know very well in Colorado all of the frenzy that goes around a modern all star game. But of course, here it was planned a little more last minute. Hmm. Now you've got all the time to kind of think things through. I know you guys have a great ballpark area. You've got that great bar right next door. What is that called next door? Texas Live. Yep. Texas Live. That's right. Yep. I can't believe I could not remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what events are we, are, are, are you guys thinking in terms of, you know, the next, yeah, it's a couple of years from now?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a fair question. Well, and actually, it's, 18 months so it's uh oh, yeah. not as much time as you think <laughs> that's so, true <laughs> uh, the work really begins now uh you know it's it's interesting i would say that major league baseball has come in and secured the entire block that's one neat thing about what we've developed here is that you know we have multiple venues for them to choose from so obviously their focus going into the spring is going to be world baseball classic they've got the all-star game in seattle coming out coming up next July, which is is gonna be the primary focus for for next year. So I I won't say that uh, things will calm down for us at all. One neat thing I think we'll have an opportunity to do is go to Seattle uh, with a small group of our staff in the spring and observe uh, one of the planning and production meetings with Major League Baseball and the Mariners personnel. And then traditionally Major League Baseball has invited the next host city to send staff actually to the All-Star game, so that we'll able will be able to observe actually how the mariners handle things and how the city of seattle works and and how they're activating so uh we did some preliminary planning in terms of the ancillary events around the all-star game so i think what will happen uh, over the next few months is that major league baseball will try to fine-tune that thinking and try to identify how we intend to activate the areas that they saw on the site visits and then uh as we develop that plan, they move past World Baseball Classic and the Seattle game. Then I think we'll begin to drill into the details of how we fulfill everything. So, you know, and it, it's a little bit, as baseball has reminded us, they, they fine tune as they go into markets and learn things, I, I guess, fine tune, but then they also look at what's unique about the market and how can we make this all all-star game different from the Seattle game or different from the Denver game. So it's uh, become probably a little more important, market-specific for the ancillary events. Uh, Certainly, we know what Home Run Derby and Futures games and and the All-Star game itself will look like uh, in the buildings. But, you know, I'm sure there will be some twists and new ideas along the way. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. This will be, uh, actually, dating myself here, third opportunity for me to be with a club that's hosted a game. My my rookie year back in 1986 uh, in Houston, we had the game in the Astrodome. Uh, and that was really a blur since I was new to the game. And uh, we had a great committee that helped us to do that. But it was really just a workout day the day before than the game. In 2004, after we moved downtown to Minute Maid Park, I uh, had, a, had a chance to have a bigger role in the game that year. And now I'm really looking forward to doing it here in North Texas, particularly with, you know, the, being able to control the weather. I, I actually, as a PR director, I worked the game in 95, uh, volunteered since it was in state. And I remember seeing on the scoreboard one day. you know, was I think it was the workout. There was 113 degrees oh, outside and uh, brutal. yeah, I, I don't think major league baseball has given us much consideration after that. But now that we've solved <laughs> that, that piece of the equation, we're looking forward to having them back and, and showing them a great time.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about that big piece of the equation. You guys have the newest ballpark and I know a lot of people haven't made it there yet. I always say, it is one of my favorite ballparks. I think it's a modern marvel. What aspect of this new Globe Life are you most looking forward to? Fans from all around baseball getting to enjoy.
1: Wow, great question. Uh, well, certainly the the climate control uh, yeah. <laughs> and that experience. The walkability, I think, to me is is appealing. The the fact that you can sort of meander around the park and still be connected to the game because of 360-degree activation, both on the main concourse and the upper concourse. Um, You know, the area has grown so much too. Uh, Like say, we have a new hotel on a new convention space under construction right now. Uh, uh, The National Medal of Honor Museum is under construction and will be open in 24. May not be quite complete by the All-Star game, but it will be far enough along that we're hoping we can actually get guests or have some type of activation in the space to show that uh, asset off so you know it's it's a great question on the ballpark and you know i always like to say that i I think it's unique for each individual as you come in uh, you know my wife sees something different than my daughter different than me and of course uh you know sometimes you really need to take a step back as somebody who's in the building every day and been in the business a long time because uh you don't ever want to lose perspective of how other people see the building so it's a really good question, but it's really hard to say how a first-time guest will, you know, will react. You know, our job is to make sure that our customer service, our security staff, everybody that encounters our visitors, you know, make sure that we show them a great time and and they enjoy the experience. They enjoy Texas and uh and they want to come back.
2: Nice. Well, you know, what do they say? Everything's bigger in Texas. (laughs) They do do say that. You (laughs) guys will do it real big. It'll be real fun. I'm looking forward to it. You know I'm gonna try. I'm going to try to weasel my way down there. Good. Uh, July we'll 2024. I have to. Uh, Absolutely. Just, do we know where George W. Bush is going to sit? I'm assuming he has to make an appearance. I
1: would think he's got a pretty good seat. I have an idea. I don't know if I can disclose it yet, but i got a pretty good idea. Don't worry, it'll okay. <laughs> be.
2: That's good. I'm glad we've got that all settled. Rob, thank you so much for joining the pod. I'm looking forward to seeing the process and seeing an all-star game in Arlington. Thanks for joining.
1: Thanks, Susie. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, you need to get to that that ballpark.
0: Yeah, it seems like a really cool place. I and I was just telling you, I, I would rather go there than go to uh, the Astros ballpark. If I was in Texas, that's yeah. kind of my first choice. So, yeah,
2: Do you, there's Texas is huge. Like, I didn't yeah. even. I mean, I know Texas like is states. huge, but like, it really does take like a very long time to yeah. drive from like. Houston to Dallas, and you go
0: from like one side of the state to the other, and it's like a, you're like you're a, it's like you're in a completely different environment. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like you go from like the hardcore just flat desert to like you have some trees, and I mean, it's just a, it's different landscapes for sure.
2: It's a yeah. big state. It's kind of it's a little trippy because um, when I drove when I was in Houston, I drove from Houston to Amarillo, like on my way up to Denver, and yeah, Amarillo, Texas, is closer to Denver than it is to Houston.
0: Huh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I've heard horror stories from from Marissa, who uh, went to college in New Mexico on the border of Texas. Mm -hmm. And I've just I've just heard too many horror stories on that side of Texas, uh, uh, (laughs) the birds dying and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know. know, Yeah, yeah, wait, I I stay away from that side. That's a bad
2: vibe. Um, Okay, we're going to get into some more stuff. But first, we got to get into some other stuff and talk about the American Raptors. The Rugby Club, composed of former crossover athletes. And uh, what's better than former athletes coming together and putting their skills to the test for the first time at a brand new thing? Are you a rugby guy?
0: Uh, I, I like rugby. Rugby is a very fun sport.
2: Would you play rugby?
0: I, I am five ten, 160 pounds soaking wet, so I probably would not because I'd get broken in half. But I enjoy watching it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I not <laughs> know.
2: I think you should reconsider... <laughs> Because, listen, if you don't know all about the American Raptors, they're Rugby Town, USA's newest rugby team. The American Raptors are athletes who complete competed at the – if I could get a word out, that'd be great. They've competed at the highest level of their respective sports, and they absolutely kill it. Head over to AmericanRaptors.com. You can grab free tickets for the upcoming season, and if you can't make it to a game, AmericanRaptors.com. will be streaming all of them from their website – I mentioned these guys come from all different backgrounds like football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track, and field. They've got all those necessary skills to excel at the game of rugby. Mm, Something to think about. And the best part about hitting hitting up an American Raptors game is that they are totally free. So head over AmericanRaptors.com, grab that free ticket. And even better gets even better. Our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered for you with the weekly DNVR Rugby podcast. So hit that subscribe button. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby might just be your next ride so follow him follow our dnvr rugby account to keep up with the latest news you can learn rugby with colton's 101 rugby podcasts and he's got exclusive interviews with athletes and coaches it just doesn't get any better than that all that and more at americanraptors.com all right i bet on i don't even know how to transition i'm not a transition guy like patrick i'm just making a fool of myself DraftKings we love DraftKings, kings. NBA fans, you should love draft kings too. Ba- basketball is so back and Listen, it's the official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. So check it out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, place a stepped-up same-game parlay today, and with payouts bigger than ever DraftKings Sportsbook is where you know we all go for our NBA bets. I love it. All right, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code DNVR and make any $5 NBA money line bet this week get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for all the details.
0: I had a question. Yeah. I wanted to kind of go back on something. Yes. You mentioned Tyler Kinley. We're talking about Tyler Kinley. I realized I breezed presidential Kinley. I want want to hear what the the backstory is on that, why why he's got that nickname.
2: Oh, my goodness. This is such a good story. This is one of my favorites. So uh, Tyler Kinley used to be in the... the Minnesota Twins organization. So their PR guy went around. I was kind of asking guy like, hey, what are some fun facts about you? You got some fun facts. Give me the facts. PR guys love fun facts. We know this. It's like crack.
0: That is what their job is built off of. That's what their
2: job. I mean, our jobs are kind of built off of like fun facts. As well.
0: We're basically just PR people.
2: Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Slightly different. Yeah, just a bit. (laughs) For the record. Okay, so... Tyler Kinley said like, "Oh, you know what? I don't know if this is a fun fact, but like my family's always said that like we are descendants of President William McKinley, but the our branch of the family changed the last name a little bit after his assassination to protect all of our safety. So this is just like a story that like has kind of was kind of going around for years and years wow. and years." Okay. Um because the p r guy tweeted it out, and like no one like researched it or like did any fact checking like so like <laughs> it was like, in, this like is true it was like cited in a p articles about him and like u s a today articles and like so because of that ended up on his Wikipedia page, Wow, so when he joined the Rockies, it was like kind of you know it's one of those things that you know broadcasters yeah. love finding these little facts, and you know they would Nuggets. talk about it on yep. broadcasts, so I like heard them talking about it. I was like, is this?" Like that doesn't sound true, <laughs> so I, I personally went through his entire family tree, like back to like the eighteen hundreds, like before McKinley was president.
0: How did you did? You, is there like public records of? You of can that? go
2: through public records. Um, uh, it, yeah, it all starts with public it's like records. Some
0: investigative journalism, newspapers.
2: Right there. I mean, I I am a journalist yes technically exactly so technically. You're, you're diving deep and also like i low-key love astrology like i'm my family astrology, astrology.
0: you do you
2: ancestry <laughs> do. <laughs> oh my god the last like show that i
0: was on up. we talked about astrology we so maybe did. that's just that's just a thing oh
2: my god ancestry i'm very into ancestry and genealogy and astrology of course but um yeah so i'm like my family's genealogist okay ancestry digger i'm that role so i'm like you know what let me put those skills to the test so i looked up his whole freaking family tree and like they had been the kinley's since like well before william mckinley was president so uh, there was no truth to it unfortunately someone told him a tall tale and he went with it
0: did you like go and change the wikipedia page at least make sure you you
2: i didn't change it so i i Posted this as a big Twitter thread. Oh. <clears throat> so I hope Twitter still exists because it was a masterpiece. Yeah. But um, someone else changed his Wikipedia page and cited my tweets. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's kind of fun. So still, regardless, I still say hail to the chief when he pitches because he's good. It's a good story. He's that good. Very it's very good. It's kind of wild. Uh, it went a little viral when I did it. So it was just like.
0: I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't blame him for sticking with it. If someone's going to bring that up, might as well. People, If people are on board, just keep it. Yeah. Why correct anyone? Yeah. Let the Susie Hunters of the world go and dig and figure it out on their own.
2: Well, he said, I think he was doing an interview with maybe like pile, and uh, he was like, yeah, like, you know, I'm just waiting for someone to tell me that I'm wrong. And I'm like, all right, I guess that's me. Yeah, you're
0: like, uh, excuse me, sir?
2: <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm me. the one.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Wait, is Patrick Lyons in the comments? He was. He was. Oh, my gosh patrick first president kinley and now president bush what a show today yeah this is a politics show
0: it is yeah yeah welcome to our show we're talking nothing but politics um oh
2: ethan said Susie, that is serious commitment
0: it is that is serious It is. i
2: very much committed um okay wait hold on i'm really glad will carpenter brought up cody bellinger because we got to talk about cody bellinger this is a great transition. This is exactly what I wanted to happen. Uh, yeah, I guess Cody Bellinger was apparently non-tendered. Yeah, we've got like all this baseball news happening.
0: Yeah, it, it's good. I, I always like this when this kind of thing comes up. You always get these random days in the off season where like it's just quiet, quiet. No one's expecting anything, and then like everything happens all yeah. at once. those are always good days in the off season. Yeah,
2: well, I think the um, I think the non-tender deadline is like six o'clock Mountain Time today. Yes. So like we're. We're getting there. Yeah. We are getting there. It
0: is a baseball day.
2: But a lot of people want Cody Bellinger. Um, But I loved this tweet um, featuring something from Toronto Blue Jays Reddit. Kale, do we have that? Oh, we do have it. Yeah, this is (laughs) – Reddit's a wild place. Um, So someone on Blue Jays Reddit said, I'll eat my local Tim Horton's urinal cake if the Jays don't sign Bellinger. Wow. Wow. He's exactly what the Jays need, is what the post goes on to say. First of all, I actually don't really know what a urinal cake is because I don't know anything about boys or how you live. Is it just like a thing that you, you pee on in your little toilets?
0: Yeah, it like, it. like it's supposed to smell nice. It's, I think of it like an air freshener for a bathroom,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: it's supposed to like make that specific spot smell decent.
2: It's also... So it's an air freshener but it's also soaked in Yeah, urine. and it like
0: soaks everything up. I don't know. I always thought when I was younger too that like it was act like the smell was activated when you actually hmm. urinated on it so that it like wasn't smelling until then but I don't know. It's just a little, you know, pink.
2: What are they sphere. made out of?
0: I, I have no idea. <laughs> what are they Kale, Do you no know what idea. they're made
2: out of? I- no. no. <laughs> I I do I do
0: remember. I do remember in high school um, some kids were playing hockey in the hallway with urinal cakes. And I remember being a, a mature enough to know that that was the most disgusting thing I had ever seen <laughs> at, the, at that point in my life. So from that point on, I was like, mm, yeah, no, I, I try to avoid uh, ever seeing one of those outside of an actual urinal. It's yeah, kind of a good goal in I life.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything, but it sounds like no matter what, that would be a disgusting thing to eat. Yeah.
0: Eating that, I would imagine... Even if it was, like, fresh out of, like, I don't know, a box or something like that, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine that tastes anything but just chem- packed chemicals together. <sighs> and then, let alone if it's been used, then it's just really bad.
2: I think, like, the my favorite part of this, like, post, though, is not just the urinal cake, but specifically the urinal cake from this guy's local Tim Hortons. It's so <laughs> Canadian. This is the yes. most Canadian thing yes. I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen, I've been to Canada. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I have big
0: Canada person.
2: I've been, I'm a big Canada a big guy. Canada oh, I, I love, I love, he love the blue Jays a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that Ethan appreciated me describing urinal urinals as your little toilets. Yeah.
0: I think that's accurate. Thank that's you. a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> there are just little toilets.
2: I'm happy we could discuss this. Yes. Yes. You know, we don't, this is why you need a woman's perspective in sports. Yeah. So she could not know what a urinal cake is. Little toilets. All right, little toilets. All right, uh, there's some other moves that have been made in the past couple of days. Um, there's a, rookie, a former Rookie of the Year coming to the NL West. The AL Rookie of the Year, Kyle Lewis,
1: yeah.
2: is heading to the Diamondbacks in exchange for Cooper Hummel. Um, and then old friend news, Tyler Matzik, former Rocky left-handed pitcher, signed a two-year contract with the Braves. So that's valued at three point one million with a twenty twenty five club option, no buyout cause clause rather. Uh, Tyler Matzik is fascinating to me because so he um, made his debut with the Rockies, but he also he was on the he was on the Roadgoats team. Do you know about the road Goats team?
0: No, I don't. It, that's the, or, it's different than the yard goats. You, it, it is the yard goats. Okay, yeah. So yeah, the Hartford say.
2: Yard Goats, um, uh, you know, it was announced. I guess eight years ago was when they announced that they were going to build a ballpark. Uh, and then in twenty sixteen was supposed to be the first season that the ballpark was built and that the yard goats were going to play there. And while they were building the ballpark, there were so many delays because the city of Hartford hired a developer that had never built a ballpark before. Okay, so. The entire Yardgoats team played that whole season on the road. They never had a home game. Uh, And some of the Rockies' top talent was part of that team. Like Mm -hmm. Kyle Freeland pitched the first Yardgoats game ever. Um, Tyler Anderson was on that team. Like, there were, like, good guys on that team. Marquez was a Yardgoat. Like, it was kind of crazy.
0: I feel like minor league baseball can get so kind of messy in that way sometimes because there's just not a lot of resources. And, uh, and then when you have situations like that where you're playing all of your home games mm-hmm. on the road, it's weird. I actually experienced that in college. Uh, I was playing in, at Western State mm-hmm. up in Gunnison, and those of you who know Gunnison or Crested Butte, uh, which is close by, almost 8,000 feet elevation, um, we didn't play baseball in Gunnison. We had to actually go to Mesa. To play oh my our games. So all of our home games were actually home games for Mesa.
2: How far is Mesa? From? Two, it's
0: about two hours. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, I, I mean, Cale probably knows. Cale, have you, have you gone skiing up at Crested Butte? I have. Yeah, okay. He so has. Gunnison and Crested Butte are like 30 minutes away from each other. Um, you don't have clear baseball fields in May <clears throat> or any time around that. So, yeah, we had to go to Grand Junction for our closest somewhat decent baseball field and um the the nice thing was Mesa has good facilities and we we always loved going and playing there but uh yeah our home games were non-existent
2: that's exhausting yeah oh yeah fans traveling two hours to go
0: watch baseball no yeah
2: yeah uh well yeah the poor road goats had to like yeah live out of hotels yeah but um Tyler Matzik was one of those road goats and like he didn't pitch like after that season for like a couple of years like he Mm -hmm. was like he was out of the game for a little bit. Like that was that was a tough thing to go through. So uh, you, I guess you can relate to this. But yeah,
0: I mean, it's not the end of the world. You you, you show up and you still play, but it, it is a little weird. And I feel like minor league baseballs can be messy, as I said, in the sense mm-hmm. that like it's just so hard to get settled. You know, what yeah. I mean, a, a lot of other professional sports, the, their minor league system per se is a little more straightforward. Uh, Baseball is just one of the the craziest minor league systems that you can have because there's so many levels. There's so many different degrees to each level. Um, You you know, you've got high A, you've got single A, you've got, you know, double A. I mean, you've got all these different kind of steps you've got to get through and skip through to get to to the pros. And um, it's hard to get settled. So
2: Uh, yeah, I can't even. It's already so hard. And then like just adding that element to it. I really don't know how. I don't know how these guys do it.
0: Yeah. And you're living off of basically nothing which is a whole different conversation within itself you know and so there's just all these different factors that play into it and um you know and i started my broadcasting career in minor league baseball for the now rockies single a team the spokane Mm -hmm. indians and um and yeah just getting to see kind of how these these 18 year olds were starting out their careers fresh out of high school these are kids Mm -hmm. um it's a whole different world. It's something that people are completely unprepared for. Um, so I'm very, I, I'm even more impressed by the guys who can make it through the whole way, especially you get guys who play 10 years in the minors before they finally make it to the yeah. bigs. It's just such a crazy experience. I know. Um, but very rewarding if you can make it all the way.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Talk about paying your dues.
0: Yeah, 100%. Talk about,
2: speaking of dudes who think they've paid their dues, we have to talk about Pete Rose. Oh,
0: do we? <laughs> do we really have to talk yeah, about Pete Rose? We
2: do have to talk about <laughs> Pete Rose. Pete Rose wrote a letter to Commissioner Rob Manfred saying that he doesn't think he should still be banned and would still want to be considered for the Hall of Fame. wrote this big, long letter. So, well, I'll, I'll give you some snippets of it. I'm writing today for three reasons, he said. First, because at my age, I want to be 100% sure that you understand how much it would mean it when I say I'm sorry. So he's sorry.
0: What does that even mean at my, first, because at my age, I want to be 100% sure. Like, is that him saying like, I'm old, so feel bad for me? Is that, like, I don't even understand kind what he's Kind of getting notes of that, you know? Yeah.
2: That kind of sounds like, like that.
0: Like, I'm a poor old man. I'm like, so sorry. please,
2: I'm just an old man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> please don't be mean please. to me anymore. <laughs> it was the younger me. It's like when people get, like, kind of canceled over, like, you know, tweets they made when they were, you know, in, in middle school. Yeah. And now they're an adult. And they're like, but but come on, I was, you know, 16. Like, that's, that's the kind of vibe I'm getting from him was like, oh, I was just so much younger. Now I'm old. I want you to know that I'm so sorry. It's like, I don't know.
2: I mean. It's just like. Also, I don't know if you saw like what Pete Rose was up to this past season. He was invited to come back to Citizens Bank Park, the... Um Phillies did a, like a reunion, a little old timers day. So it was like him and a bunch of teammates. Like he was saying some weird stuff to reporters. Yeah. He was, he seems
0: like a weird guy. I don't
2: know how much he's really changed. Yeah, <laughs> But anyway, yeah. we don't know. This is all speculation. Totally. This, I don't want this to be the podcast where Pete Rose sues us, but if it is, so be it. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to, uh, his other point. Second, to ask for your forgiveness. Third, because I still think every day about what it would mean to be considered for the Hall of Fame. So these are the pleas that he is making to Rob Manfred. So.
0: This is three pillars. The
2: three pillars. Yeah. Manfred responded saying that Rose will, in fact, remain banned from the league, but the Hall of Fame discussion is up to Cooperstown. So he's still banned from the league, but like he doesn't necessarily, I guess, have to be banned from Cooperstown just because he's banned from the league, according to Manfred. Yeah. Um, but he continued, he added on, like, I believe that when you bet on baseball from Major League Baseball's perspective, you belong on the permanently ineligible list. And
0: and what baseball. I feel like I'm getting from Manfred on this is that this is just, uh, this is one of those cardinal sins in, mm-hmm. in professional sports in general. Um, and I don't think he's wrong for that. I mean, when you're betting against your your team, when you're betting, you know, as, as a participant um, in the game, and yeah. you're betting on games it just completely impacts everything going on. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel like I don't disagree with what Manfred's saying, which is rare for me, but um, I, I think he's he's got the right mindset with that, and that's the right statement from him.
2: But you know what, um, on the flip side of this, I totally get why Pete Rose is asking um, uh, for that ban to be lifted now, because yeah. think of all of the gambling partners that work with MLB, mm-hmm. and we've got players who are the spokespeople for sportsbooks. So yep. I mean, if that's happening, and Pete Rose can't even, you know, go to a baseball game. Yeah. You know, I can totally see why he would be like, okay, can we like put this behind me?
0: Yeah. I, and I get that. I get that perspective um, because the game has changed. It's like the idea of, of guys who, you know, made it into the Hall of Fame a, a long time ago, you know, and before mm-hmm. steroids were a thing. And now you're like, okay, well, these guys aren't going to make it in now because we now found out about steroids. And, you know, you have that argument of, well, they should be punished for it too. Um, but I still think it's just like you were you, you you did it the wrong place at the wrong time.
2: Yeah, like you knew the rules. Yeah, you knew the rules. You knew the rules you in the that consequences. Um Oh, I love this comment. DraftKings needs to start its own Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Yep. Uh, Pete, Pete Rose, Rose will be your guy for that.
2: Calvin Ridley. Oh, mm-hmm. Poor Calvin Ridley.
0: Yeah. Poor oh dude. My gosh.
2: Poor dude. Um, uh, nice. All right. Yeah. Oh, we didn't. You know, what we didn't talk about. The MVPs, we got, we got MVP winners. We do. We do. Aaron Judge beat out Shohei Otani for the AL MVP. And, I mean, what a season. What a season Aaron yeah. Judge had.
0: My biggest takeaway from that is the fact that it's still, this, this decision goes to show that mm-hmm. people still value home runs over anything else in baseball. <laughs> it doesn't matter what else you we do. It doesn't matter yours. if you are a Shohei Otani who can do a- anything under the moon. Home runs, if you are the home run champion, that's the that's the winner right there.
2: I mean, yeah, Shohei Otani is my forever MVP. He's better than Babe Ruth. Like he's oh, just yeah, he's not unreal. Even a question. yeah, He's unreal. But yeah, Judge got twenty-eight first place votes. Otani got two, but he got a lot of runner-up votes. Yeah. Um, but this is the twenty third time a Yankees player has won MVP. And the yeah. first, it's the first since A Rod
1: what yeah i know that's and that is crazy ago. I, I do think
0: it's very it's very de- deserved i, I yeah. think you know i mean don't get me wrong i know there's a lot more to baseball than just home runs and that's one of the things i struggle with with judges that it is just kind of home runs um mm-hmm. but uh i i do feel like when you have such a crazy accomplishment like he had mm-hmm. y- you have to give it to him i mean this that's is this true. is something that hasn't happened in in so long um and the way that he did it in a contract season. Yeah. I mean, just incredible. Yeah. You've got to give it to him. Shohei Otani put up a huge fight. Yeah. And it's so hard to give it to anyone besides Otani. Otani. But if you're going to give it to someone else, judge easily is the, the front runner.
2: Yeah. I mean, incredible too. Can't wait to see where he ends up. Where do you think he's going to end up?
0: Oh, geez. I don't I, I don't even I'd love to see him with my uh, San Francisco Giants. Yeah. That would be. A, I, I've been seeing some, you know, conversations going on there. Team. Yeah, my hometown team. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I, I'd love to see him with the Giants. I think that'd be cool. But I also feel like that that th- the Giants need a lot more pieces than just a judge um, mm-hmm. right now. So I don't know if that would be necessarily their fix. So I don't know. I don't know. But wherever he lands, he's going to make that team, that offense a heck of a lot better.
2: And he's going to make that bag.
0: And he is going to make gonna that get bag. that Because he turned down, what, 213 mil
2: yeah.
0: uh, at the beginning of the year? He
2: turned down a really big offer. And he's like, nope, not big enough.
0: Which is so Watch me hit bold.
2: 62 home runs, please. I,
0: I, I just th- That, to me, is even more impressive. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Hitting that many home runs at any point is, is impressive. But the fact that he said, you know what? I've got life-changing money in front of me that I'm going to turn down. I mean, I, my mm. kids will be retiring rich, type of thing. My grandkids will retire <laughs> rich with this kind of money. I'm going to turn that down. Hope that I don't get injured or something. Cra- something else crazy happens, mm-hmm. and then go put up those kind of numbers in that season. It's unreal. unreal. And it's the Yankees, and he, and he brought the Yankees to the position that they were in last year. I mean, the Yankees would not have been a contender in that in the way that they mm-hmm. were if it wasn't for Aaron Judge. I mean, single-handedly, he
2: single-handedly poor guy's back. He single-handedly carried the Yankees into the postseason. Yeah.
0: and and the Yankees uh, were better because of him. Yeah. So any team in the
2: postseason yeah
0: yeah. well that's that's new york i can't
2: i can't believe that i I
0: wouldn't expect anything different from new york
2: he's the reason that we are here it's
0: it's like when eagles fans for the the philadelphia eagles it's like when they were booing their team uh a couple (laughs) days ago i'm like you what are you booing for right now like come on do you see what your team is doing
2: I'm like, wow, how dare. One bad moment. How dare do York fans do that when I do the same stuff? (laughs)
0: Yes, true. true. A
2: nightmare. Um, NL MVP, Paul Goldschmidt. I feel like, yeah, really didn't know if it was going to go to him. It could have gone to Nolan. Yeah. Goldschmidt finally got that. Finally got that MVP. He's been nominated too, or he's been a finalist like a couple of times.
0: Yeah, he's had a pretty, he's had a very good, uh, a lengthy career mm-hmm. of just being consistently good. Um, and I put a lot of stock in guys who have just been consistently good. You know, there are guys who have mm-hmm. kind of just crazy seasons where you're like, okay, you know, that person's a, uh, you know, they had one All Star season and that was great, great, and then they kind of dropped off the map. Um, Goldschmidt's been that guy that's just kind of been there consistently, and that's what I like most about him. So yeah. it's really cool to see him pick up a, an MVP here. He's been close many years before in St. Louis and uh, a couple times, and now he ha- he actually gets to finish with an MVP. That's yeah. uh, impressive.
2: And what I liked, so I saw him uh, in an interview on MLB Network earlier, and he said that this was like the most fun he's had in yeah. a season too. Uh, just like playing with Nolan and having Pujols around. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was yeah, sweet.
0: and it's crazy how much that plays into a factor, um, especially guys who are getting towards the latter half of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we saw it with Justin Verlander as well. Yeah. Guys who who really you know have had a lot of success in their career, but. Are starting to transition. The game's starting to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. And they start to realize what's important. And, and I, I use Verlander as an example because, you know, he came back from a lengthy injury where people thought, like, oh, is he going to be able to come back? And his whole his biggest takeaway from that was, you know, I, I gained some perspective when I was away from the game for that long. Mm-hmm. And I came back just enjoying playing baseball. Yeah. And I think there's a ton of value in that because you get to kind of go back to your roots as a kid, playing baseball and just having fun. And you're already a, a great athlete, and yeah. so that just starts to translate a little bit more. You get out of your head, you, start th- you stop thinking about all the little stuff, and you just start playing. And we see guys like Verlander and Arenado and, and mm-hmm. Goldschmidt who are stepping up in the, in the kind of mid to latter half of their career and playing really good baseball.
2: And just having fun isn't that what it's all about? Yeah, we had fun today, right?
0: We did. We did. We got to talk about urinal cakes and Taylor <laughs> Swift concerts and uh, and baseball. So, and a
2: little bit of baseball. Good times. Uh, we totally usually I do a tight forty-five on Fridays. We totally blew past that. Sorry, Kale. You were expecting a little more of a break between your shows. That's on me.
0: What's our time at? I actually haven't even paid attention. It's <laughs> this,
2: a, 50 this fifty this minutes. This just been a nice. 50-minute okay. show. I think this is a great time to wrap it up. Enjoy some Friday afternoon club. I'm gonna have a couple of Breck brews yep. before this Nuggets game starts. Um, and we're gonna be back on Monday. Me and Patrick will be back on Monday. We're gonna talk about the FTX stuff happening we're going to get more into that we're going to talk more about i don't know anything could happen over the weekend honestly a lot can we're happen gonna, we're going to break down everything going on in the rockies world and the baseball world you can follow us along over the weekend on twitter at dnvr underscore rockies christian where can we find you
0: uh on twitter while it lasts <laughs> at cjjsaez. s-a-e-z and uh, i'm not as, as active on instagram so we're going to stick with twitter but if twitter goes down then i got to figure something out quick
2: We'll we'll update people if Twitter really does. Yeah, disappear. I'll be around.
0: I'll be around if uh, if Twitter goes. You down. can
2: find him at the bar. It's fine. Exactly. Um, kale, where can we? Fo- kale doesn't have a microphone. He's at kale sorbo. Kale with two L's.
0: <laughs> and I know your photography page is linked on Twitter as well, and yes. that, you've got some bangers on that. So
2: Kale's got some great photography going on yes. up there. Yes. Um, you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And listen, we had a fun show.
0: Did. Yep.
2: You know what they say about closing shows, though? What, what do they say? I don't know how to close one, so we will just talk to you on Monday.